Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. And the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. going on here on the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone great job by austin right there sounds the week brought to you by our friends at davis vision the spring lasik sale is going on now get rid of those contacts and glasses and save one thousand dollars start your road to better vision at davis vision check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080 that's davis vision gordon what's going on we're going to check in with the other shows on the zone sports network you uh, prepared for the journey yeah yeah let's do it all right, let's start with DJ and PK. Uh, they had the conversation about Utah fans and if they'll cheer for Urban Meyer in the NFL. Question of the morning, are Utah fans going to root for Urban Meyer in the NFL? Ute fans, still still got the tie to the guy after 15 years? He had yeah. two sensational years at Utah, two conference championships, an undefeated season, a Fiesta Bowl, and then off to Florida and Ohio State and ESPN and Fox Sports. He's been all over the place. He's still going to root for him. They're required to. They're required. No, they're yes. not required to. Not if they yes, follow they the PK laws of football. Yeah, but that's me. That's not. The, I don't have the fandom the way the traditional fan has the fandom. We understand that. I've been in the biz, this business too long. It chips away at your natural fandom. So you got to put me aside. That doesn't count. I'm not. If most po- folks in the business like me have that same type of feeling. But when you, you were caught up, when you were uh, set, uh, in Thunderbird High or at ASU, your teens, your early twenties, did you follow Sun Devils in the NFL? You don't I was now. An NFL fan. I mean, I follow them, but I—it's I, I, not about me though. It's about Ute fans. So, and who cares what I think? Ute fans. We're talking about Ute fans. I'm talking about me. We're talking about Ute fans. And, I think I, mean, I grew up in. I grew up 25 minutes away from every professional team, and I didn't root for any of them. <laughs> so I've been a freak since birth. Right? We already we've already established that. Good, it doesn't make drop. any sense. You had Charger lunchboxes and lived and died by them and cried. And I mean, I I, I could have virtually walked to where the Jets and Giants played, and I didn't. I never rooted for either of them. So you can't go by me. But my logic is. He gave you those two seasons. He gave you exactly what Alex Smith did, and you fans feel such enormous pride mm-hmm. with Alex Smith. Yep. Well, what is Alex Smith without Urban Meyer in college? He's a backup quarterback. He comes along. Their path at Utah and everything they did in college at Utah, they mirror each other. They literally were there successful. Obviously, Alex was there a year earlier. But their success... They're tied to each other. And when Alex went to the NFL, they rooted for him. There's people who are still furious at the Niners for 
benching him for Kaepernick. So they have this extreme loyalty and felt such tremendous pride for Alex. Well, now Urban is doing the same thing years later that Alex did. So by the same logic, you've got to root for Urban to succeed in the NFL just the way you did with Alex. Next. No, you don't. Yes, you do. I get that some fans will, because some fans definitely buy everything you say. But Urban's also turned people off. I mean, Alex has been gracious at one turn after another. Where I mean, he could have blown up after he got benched. They'd been in the NFC title game the year before. They're having a good year, and he gets a concussion, and he loses his job. He could have gone berserk. He didn't. Yes. He's been hammering the, the Pigskins organization left and right. Where you been this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they deserve that. But as a younger guy, he didn't blast the Niners. No, you're right. He has blasted Washington. Uh, but I think that Urban turned people off. There are definitely people Why? who look at Urban. Oh, because of all the guys who got arrested at Florida State and yeah, the stuff at Ohio college. State line. He's but, going to the NFL yep, now. It's true. But here's Jenny. Nope! Exclamation point. Alan Jenny, Jenny, simple, who can I turn no. to? <laughs> but then there's, there's, this is a weird one. This one I don't get. Kevin Savage says, no, three exclamation points. Not where he is at. What? Jacksonville? He's at the most non-threatening place in the right. history of the NFL. Right. They're barely in the NFL. No, they're in England half the time. Yes. <laughs> All right, there you go. DJ and PK talking about youth fans supporting Urban Meyer. Honestly, something I hadn't really considered. Do youth fans, I would imagine most youth fans are probably pulling for Urban. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I imagine so. I mean, yeah, that's a natural connection to make. I, I do yeah. think there is a difference between Alex Smith and Urban Meyer, though. What? <clears throat> well, Alex was a player as opposed to a coach, which means you have different kind of loyalties to the school right like your 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 run at utah as a player is going to end no matter what right as soon as your eligibility is over and i realize he left a little bit earlier but he was the number one pick in the draft people Didn't aren't he, hasn't, hold he that. Don- hasn't he donated to yeah. the program and whatnot you know, yeah people aren't gonna yeah there people aren't gonna hold that against him but uh, urban left by his own accord you know yeah, and he lied while he was doing it. But uh, oh well. Well, yeah, he wasn't the most forthcoming on his way out. So, I mean, I I do think there's a difference between Urban. I I understand what PK was getting at, but I do think that there is a difference there. But I don't know. I would I would guess you'd fans uh, are probably over it, pulling for his success like anybody else. I I suppose. Isn't yeah. the whole workout uh, facility up there named after Alex Smith because he paid for it essentially? I don't know what's. I think there's something up there named after him. I'm he not made, sure what it is. He made a major donation. The football and, uh, facility itself is Eccles, though. I think, right? Oh, it's the uh, the Alex Smith Strength and Conditioning Center, a glass enclosed training facility of 19,000 square feet. He paid for all of it. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. So. Well, I you know I think uh, Utah fans probably take pride in their connection to Urban Meyer, and. Uh, yeah, they, they, some of them might have been a, a bit mad at the end, the way he uh, he handled his business. It was all about Urban, really, and that's what it was probably about all along. But uh, the Utes had that great success. I covered that uh, Fiesta Bowl they went to with with both of those gentlemen involved, and uh, it was uh, it was there were a lot of fans there. So that brings back fond memories for Utah fans. 
So I imagine that that overall good feeling probably exists still. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Hanson Scotty, a former coach in the state. Let's go to a current coach in the state. They talked to Blake Anderson, the new football coach at Utah State. Now that spring ball's over, can you take a little bit of a breather? Because i got to imagine it's been drinking like from a fire hose the last few months for you. Well, it just changes, just drinking a different flavor. Now we move right into <laughs> into uh, into uh, recruiting. I mean, the, the next couple months are going to be a mad dash for recruiting, especially with the NCAA coming out with the, the, the allowances of, of uh, evaluations at camps and uh, unofficial visits and official visits during the month of June. So it's just going to be a different type of crazy. You know, Coach, I've, I've seen you haven't just put your toe into the pool of that uh, transfer portal. You've put your whole leg in up to your hip on this. <laughs> I mean, it's, you're not testing it. You're, you're owning it right now. And I'm curious to kind of get your feel through spring. Do you feel like it's it's going to be a usable uh, portal for you? Well, it already has been. I mean, we, we obviously had relationships with a lot of these guys that we brought in. But there were there were needs. There were some some depth issues and some inexperienced issues at a lot of different positions, and, and we were able to attack those with the transfers that we already brought in. and And we were lucky to be one of the programs out there that still has a few spots still left to fill uh, in, in that way. So we're gonna we're gonna you know kind of look at what's available and, and guys that we think fit our culture, but guys that can come impact the team immediately, just different than a freshman out of high school is going to be able to do. Got to imagine that's probably the uh, the path going forward, and probably already was considering transfers were already kind of a big part of the game. Is kind of hold, you know holding on to a few spots, just not knowing you know when when a guy might open up and might be might be available. Well, when they change the rule, and, and I think clearly more people will look into the portal that are unhappy where they're at, or need a fresh start, or have had a staff change or whatever. I, I would expect that that guys will try to hold this couple spots back. Now you you can't. You can't hold a lot. you, you got to go ahead and just kind of go through the, the typical cycle. But having a couple in your back pocket is not a bad idea. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Coach, back in the day um, it, when I was playing back in the late 90s, early 2000s, it, it felt like JUCO was kind of the, the go-to. Rick's, Rick's College was where BYU would pull a lot of talent out. Do you do, you do a lot of JUCO searches anymore? We still look. We, we, we obviously didn't sign anybody here this year. From uh, well, it's, you know, Arian Peoples is a JUCO defensive tackle, um, but you know what you do find is y- if you start looking for a veteran player and you've got a a guy that made the grades out of high school that's already been playing at the Division One level, as opposed to a guy that's at a junior college that maybe didn't make the grades and has been playing at the junior college level, just kind of weighing those two against each other, y- you tend to lean towards a guy that's that's played at this Division One level already, but. We did have a lot of success uh, in the seven years I was at Arkansas State with a ton of guys out of the Canis Juco ranks, several from California as well, and a couple from Texas. So I'm not opposed to it. We just want to be we want to be deliberate about who we take. We want them to have the right personality, fit our culture, guys that um, that have developed and really matured. And, and so we'll still do that some, but the transfer rules have made it where the division one transfer is definitely more on the forefront of what you're doing Mm. just because of the availability. 
So let's uh, let's recap spring ball a little bit. Uh, I was up there for the uh, game on uh, Saturday, and the one thing that really jumped out at me, and we can talk X's and O's and defense and offense, but, man, there was a lot of juice in that stadium. And, and when the defense uh, was getting stops, especially early on in that scrimmage, guys are flying around, guys are having a good time. And uh, is that is that – is that coached up? Is that uh, you know personality traits that you recruit to? Because it was a lot of fun to watch the energy out there on the field. Well, I think it starts with the coaches and the staff. I mean, if, if they're guys that stand around at practice, if they're guys that coach with their hands in their pockets, if, if they're slow-moving, uh, quiet, uh, even-tempoed guys, I think that's what the team looks like, and that goes all the way to the strength staff. But in every room, we've got, we've got coaches that love the game, have a ton of passion, and are willing to fly around, and it's contagious. Uh, none bigger than Paul Jackson, our head strength coach, and his staff. It it all bleeds out to the field, and so we, you know, I tell my guys, I don't want any coaches standing still. And if you watch a typical practice, they're flying around. Any of the any of the stuff that we put out on social media, uh, it's probably subtle, and maybe people don't only really uh, identify with it when they first see it. But if you went back and looked at it, you would see coaches flying around everywhere and, and it just creates the environment that we want and, and hopefully that goes real well with the style of play offensively and defensively as well and, and I think I think the fans are going to be able to see that and feel it and hopefully really really enjoy it all right there you go that's new uh, Utah State football coach uh, Blake Anderson giving a little bit of a wrap on spring <clears throat> you know going back in his conversation a little bit Gordon I I think for new coaches at places the transfer portal, and he mentioned JV, uh, uh, JC guys, which, uh, of course, uh, have always been there. But it's going to allow new coaches to flip things around a little bit faster, I would guess. You know, Jake, I find that the most interesting part of when a new coach comes into a program and mixing the two uh, what's going on items today. I saw an interview with Urban Meyer recently, and he was talking about uh, going to Jacksonville, going to the NFL and trying to evaluate what they had in the cupboard there and what needed to be addressed and in, in, in what order. And I thought that was really interesting. And the same thing uh, at Utah State or anywhere, really. You come in, you have to look at the roster and check it out, see where you have your strengths, where you have your weaknesses, and use your own kind of evaluation. I don't know how coaches do that. Do they study film? Uh, they must. I don't know how else. They, it's not like uh, it's not like in this case that he was following the Aggies when he was coaching at Arkansas State. I don't think. And so you come in and you <laughs> do a crash course and figure out. Okay, I like this player. I like the depth at this position, but we need to we need to fix the depth at that position, and we need maybe uh, a new starter at the position over there. And so for him to have to go through all that and figure it out on the fly, I, that, that is, that's a huge job. And then like he was talking about, you, you jump right into recruiting to, uh, to try and figure some of that stuff out in the short run and the long run. So he, he's got a lot to handle up there at Utah State. Uh, you mentioned Urban Meyer talking about that. Of course Urban was talking about that. He's the type of guy that enjoys cutting uh, <laughs> people. Uh, he he that that he takes pleasure out of that. I mean, every new job he's taken, he the first thing he does when he gets there is run off half the team just to send a message. <laughs> so I'm sure the NFL is no different. I wonder how many players he's cut already. Well, he talked a lot about the free agents that they were bringing in, along with uh, 
maybe a quarterback that might be drafted at the number one spot. And by the way, did you see that Trevor Lawrence has already been donating to Jacksonville charities? <laughs> so not a lot of mystery left there, right? Getting out but, ahead of uh, the game. Yeah. So that's what these coaches have to do when they come in. And you know, when you when you think about some people say, well, it's a project that's going to take some time. Well, Urban Meyer went into Bowling Green, and he turned that thing around on a dime after, like you said, kicking off half the guys on the team. He came into Utah, and uh, what were the Utes the year before? Uh, like six and seven or something like that? Six something and six. like that, yeah. And so what do they do? They win all but two games the next year, and then the next year they go undefeated. So certain guys have the ability to do that evaluation and to uh, – motivate the guys that you got and to uh to fill the holes quickly so it seems to me like that note, note to self cut the right guys got yeah it. and it seemed like that utah <laughs> team had a lot of talent you know <laughs> so they they uh they had some guys to work with have you ever seen uh the episode of the simpsons gordon i'm sure you haven't but uh homer is is coaching bart's uh football team <laughs> and he goes now uh-huh. Uh, now comes every coach's favorite time, the cuts. He goes, he goes, yeah, now I couldn't cut all of you, but I was able to cut a lot of you. <laughs> That's I take great pleasure in it. I wasn't able to cut the whole team, but I was able to cut a lot of you. You, you, and you, you're cut. You uh, think there are coaches out there who actually enjoy that process? Yes, 100% yes. They're mean. SOBs. I think there are bosses out there that enjoy firing people. I would hate it. I would hate that. You know, behind every face, behind every individual is uh, circumstances that you you, uh, may not know and uh, families who need support and all that sort of thing. I would hate firing people. I I know someone who who works for a uh, private uh, kind of human relations department and or company, and all he does is he gets called into companies that don't have the guts to fire their employees themselves, and he informs, informs them that they've been let go. He is Urban Meyer. That's Urban Meyer. That should be Urban Meyer. like a mercenary. Right there. Yeah, he should be called in by college programs and be like, listen, we got a lot of dead weight. We're going to need we're gonna need to cut a lot of these guys, Urban. We need you to come in and get that done for us. Well, then why is there this huge love affair as uh, as the coaches like Urban like to uh, present them with his players, you know, and how they have such a tight bond? And I, I don't think that represents all of his players. Let me just the good ones. Way. Just a, <laughs> right. That was a big thing with Urban. He, he treated his good players like they were, you know, the, the greatest thing on the planet. But if you were, you know, second string uh, offensive guard, well. That's a different story. That guy's not going to win me many games. I could treat him like garbage. Is but the saying? idea is that you get the second-string guard wanting to be treated like the first-string quarterback, and so they'll be motivated. Hmm. Okay. All right. It's, it's, it's a mind game, well, Gordon. Well, he You're sure constantly seems so seeking his approval. Well, he did win a lot. Uh, that's for sure. So uh, that's what's coming on up at Utah State, and we'll see – you know, this this last year wasn't the best for the Aggies, so we'll see uh, whether that program can be teed back up again. Tove joining us now. We're here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. 
What are we? Uh, what do you want to talk about this break here, Christopher? What are we famous for? We're always famous for adjustable, adjustable beds, beds, man. That's the bread and butter. So we're doing this sale. We we have a company here. We have a manufacturer authorized liquidation going on right now, up to eighty percent off. Everything must go. We got truckloads, half a million dollar inventory coming in our stores. But we're still true to our bones. We still are cranking out these deals on these adjustable beds, man. And let me tell you, they're no joke. Every time I come in here, I'm amazed at how nice these beds are. If you don't know what an adjustable bed is, has a motor underneath your bed. And by click of a remote, you can adjust the angle of your mattress, your head up or your foot up. You can set memory positions to the specific ones you like for watching TV, relaxing for bed, or if your partner snores, you got one mm, for that as well. That's a big deal. Um, I'm telling you, guys down down the street, they sell a similar package. Memory foam mattresses, 10-inch memory foam gel-infused mattress, two adjustable beds in a king size for $4,500. And we're selling it this weekend only. Twenty-one ninety-nine. Wow, that's amazing. How does that sound? That sounds incredible. And that's two bases, two mattresses, one for you and one for your pat, one for you, one for your partner in the king size. It's an incredible deal, it man. Is. Take advantage of it. Get down here. Adjustable beds. They'll change your life. Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Thanks, Tope. Thank you. All right, we'll have more big show coming up next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. This is. Time now to welcome in John Beck, the former BYU quarterback, now a QB coach. I wanted to ask you about the intangibles because it seems like Zach Wilson really wants it. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. I do believe that Zach Wilson has a great mindset, a great work ethic. There are times I almost feel like I'm talking to my younger self. And maybe that's why Zach and I feel like we click so well and connect so well because I can say something in a way that it's as if I'm giving my 20-year-old self advice on this End, and it works for Zach, and he totally gets it. And I think that that's why this has been, you know, such a good thing. And I'm super excited for the future. I do believe that Zach Wilson does so many right things. I believe the way that he has his makeup set right now is putting him in a good place. And then he's going to have to keep working at it. Catch DJ and PK mornings from six till ten on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hey guys, the Utah Jazz and KeyBank have teamed up to do a really, really cool thing. Let's jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now is Kellen to talk all about it. What's going on, Kellen? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Thanks for coming on. Let's let's talk about this. What uh, what are you guys doing uh, teaming up with Utah Jazz? Yeah, so we've teamed up with the Jazz to run this program called the Small Business of the Year. It's the second year we've won, uh, run it. Back in 2019, we awarded the award to Smart Kids Daycare Center. And this year, um, any small business in Utah has the opportunity to go to www.utahjazz.com backslash small business. There's a few questions you have to answer, but you nominate your business to win the award. Um, And in return, the the winner wins a $5,000 grant courtesy of KeyBank and the Jazz as well as some other awesome perks to help them market their business throughout the year. So does it have to be a type of company or a size, or, or are there what are the parameters there? Yeah, so uh, how we define a small business is you have to make under $5 million in revenue annually, 
Um, but outside of that, the only other question we ask is what that business does for their community. And what's really weighted heavily on, are you making a positive impact in your community on some level? Um, we have a panel of judges from the jazz and key banks that will take all the submissions and make their judgment really based on who answers that question best. Um, but outside of that, anyone can enter, whether it's uh, the owner of the business, an employee, or really just anyone who's a fan of the business. If you're a customer or whatever, um, anyone can nominate a business. So we encourage everybody to visit the page and, and nominate your favorite business today. Hit us with those perks again, because it's nice if you win this thing. Yeah, it's a $5,000 small business grant that you can really use any way you need to for your business. And we know, you know, throughout the pandemic, businesses were hit really hard. You know, we hope this can kind of help get people back on the right foot who are still trying to recover. Outside of that, you also will get the opportunity to get some sponsorship perks of the jazz, which is something a lot of small businesses can't afford, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, you know, actually the winner will actually be on one of these shows doing a live hit, talking about their business, the products or services they offer. You'll get the opportunity to use jazz, uh, jazz logos in your marketing material. So it's a really, really awesome opportunity for a business here. Wow, that is really, really cool. All right, so you can nominate uh, through the end of the month, and all you have to do is go to www.utahjazz.com slash smallbusiness. That's utahjazz.com slash smallbusiness, and, and nominate a company. That is uh, that is so awesome, Kellen. What a great idea, and thanks for, for jumping on with us to share uh, with everybody about it. I appreciate you having me, and thanks to the Utah Jazz for partnering with us on this awesome initiative. Have a great Friday. Super cool. Back at you, Kellen. Thank you very much. All right. Nominate a company. That's so cool. UtahJazz.com slash small business. That's UtahJazz.com slash small business. We'll have more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan. This is your Jazz at 30 update presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. Your bottom of the hour jazz update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Mike Conley has four consecutive games with 10 or more assists. He talks here about his synergy with Rudy Gobert. You know, I think we've learned each other's games uh, so well over the time we've had over the last year and a half. And, um, you know, with me getting a little bit more comfortable uh, in the offense and um, and defensively, to quite frankly, you know, me being able to, to you know, give a little bit more on that end, I think he really enjoys that, and it, it kind of gets him going on the offensive end. It gets him running harder, uh, gets him setting harder screens and rolling, knowing that, um, you know, I'm looking to make a play. I'm looking for him every time I come down. I'm looking to throw the lob. I'm looking for guys in the corner. So, you know, he just he just really feeds well off of, um, you know, just, just the unselfish nature that we have together. Jazz are now two games in front of the Phoenix Suns for the best record in the Western Conference after Phoenix lost uh, at Boston last night. Next up for the Utah Jazz, they'll take on the Minnesota Timberwolves at Vivint Arena tomorrow night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage here on The Zone begins at 6. You 
can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network. Band of the day today, by the way, is Carolina Liar, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist inside at LiveNation.com. Selected by Austin today. Uh, Austin, what's the what's the story with Carolina Liar? Oh, just about eight or nine years ago, I heard a song by them on the radio called I'm Not Over, and it was pretty snappy, and so I looked up the rest of their music and fell in love with them. They're, they're kind of unique sounding, and I like them. Most people I know from Carolina are quite honest. Kind of, it's a little, a little misleading there. No? My mom's from North Carolina. Yeah, I thank you for her. Yeah, honest lady, I'm sure. Certainly. But she probably knows liars in Carolina. Well, I suppose. All right, so there you go. That's a band of the day. We're live today at the warehouse. 1825 South 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Come down and take advantage of their uh, liquidation sale. Uh, stuff up to 80% off. Unbelievable deals. Uh, you heard Tove talk about it in the last segment. You're looking for an adjustable bed. Uh, now is the time. The warehouse is the place. 1825 South, 300 West. Our friend Howard Beck is going to join the show coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Kristen Kenny of AT&T Sportsnet will be on with us uh, at 5. Gordon, we talked briefly about it, though. Uh, but uh, what are you thinking about tomorrow night's game against the T-Wolves? Any interest there for, uh, for you? Well, every game is interesting for the Jazz as far as I'm concerned because they are – the best team in the NBA. And so can they maintain that, at least numerically, through to the end of the season? I know there are undulations, but there's not a whole lot of room for slippage. I mean, I know the Suns uh, were defeated by the Celtics, and uh, they could lose a couple more times here before the Jazz uh, face off against them head-to-head down in in Phoenix. But, uh, yeah, so I'm interested to see what happens Every time out, really, because I, I'm still to this point. How many games in are we now? Jazz are what, 44 and 15? Is that what it is? You know, all these games in, we're still trying to to make a determination on how good this team is. Uh, well, they're good enough that they should beat the Timberwolves, uh, I'm thinking. Well, the T-Wolves are one of two teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs, like I mentioned earlier. So. Right. So they're probably not really enthusiastic about winning anyway. Cause but it, you bring uh, up a good point, though, Jake, that they lost to this team earlier this year. Yeah, they did, back when Minnesota was likely trying. I don't know how much they're, <laughs> they're trying anymore. Um, and, you know, the Jazz had not quite found themselves by that point in the season. But the T-Wolves were able to play some aggressive defense and, and uh, um, uh, certainly affect what the Jazz are doing. But since then, I you know, we've seen all the different defenses this year, Gordon, and the Jazz really have had an answer for, for most of it. So I don't, I don't expect that to be an issue this time around. Well, it's, it's become rather clear what the Jazz – and there are, there are differences from game to game, matchup to matchup. But it's pretty clear what the Jazz's formula is for winning. Play tough defense, get out and transition. Not a whole lot, but enough to get some easy baskets. And then talk the offense uh, so that the ball is moving 
and uh, make your three-point shots and and uh, use utilize the pick and roll with Rudy. Uh, did I about cover everything? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think they they want to get out in transition more. That's the only addendum I would make to your comment. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually a really important part of what uh, what has made them successful this year. Psychologically speaking, I wonder how difficult it is to be on top of all that, to have that kind of focus when you're playing teams that you know, just don't seem to have the same desire even. You know, is it, can he get up for these games? They sure did against Houston the other night. Yeah, and Minnesota's better than Houston, I think. So, uh, But, you know, you hear Coach Snyder talking about focus every night. I mean, that's what he's talking mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah. Keeping uh, keeping your eye on the ball, and that's why we get the taking one game at a time and all those coaching cliches because it's hard uh, to bring your, your best and play well for 72 games, 82 games in, in a normal year. So it's uh, I I bet it's coach's biggest challenge is getting that focus out of their team on a nightly basis. Do you buy into the whole uh, well we're just looking for improvement thing, even though the Jazz do have the best record in the NBA? Is that still applicable? And do you believe it? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think part of it's uh, you know a mentality thing, but but really uh, the best part of a philosophy like that is that there's no end, right? You know, you can no, always get better. Yeah, you can always get better. You've never arrived, right? And you never want your team to feel like they've arrived because then you stop progressing. So the great part about that philosophy is it's, you know, um, it's an assignment with no end. <laughs> I guess that's the beauty of it. Uh, Jake, you are right. The, the Timberwolves are better than the Rockets by half a game. The Timberwolves are 28 and a half games behind the Jazz, while the Rockets are 29. Yeah, but Carl Anthony <laughs> not, Towns. Not a lot better. <laughs> no, but Carl Anthony Towns is better than anybody on the Rockets. Uh, Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. You know, he's, they've got fair an all-star, an all-star center that happens to, you know, be a, you know, like he's a difficult matchup for anybody, but, you know, Rudy's Rudy's got a tough assignment tomorrow night. The Wolves, though, are are getting beat by a margin of seven and a half points. Not good. Well, I'm not picking them, Gordon. I just said that they were better than the Rockets. <laughs> okay, numerically by half a game. So we'll see how that goes. And, uh, yeah, like we mentioned, though, the Minnesota beat the Jazz earlier, and, and the Jazz probably remember that because there haven't been that many defeats. I doubt they remember it because it was like six months ago. <laughs> it was not. It was, it was so in, long it was ago. In, it was it's like in, their it was fourth in, game. It was in December. Or was it January? I don't it know. Was, it was December. And by the way, the season started in December. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. But that's not that long ago. Well, it kind of is. It's forever <laughs> ago. Let's, let's, see, let's see when it was. Uh, let's see here. Let's get the exact date. Bear with me here for a second. Yeah, I will. I can't uh, it was the second game of the year, Saturday, <laughs> December 26th. And then they lost to the Suns again on the fourth game of the year, right? If I remember that right? Yeah. So it was a while ago. I, I'm not sure how relevant that game is to the conversation, honestly. All right. Okay, never mind then. Jazz roll. I absolutely guaranteed the victory over the Rockets. Should I go ahead and guarantee the victory over the T-Wolves? Sure, why not? What are you, Absolutely. What are you, are you gonna you gonna bet your life on it? Because that's what you usually do to me. 
I'm not going to bet my life on you're it. You put your existence you. on it. Well, how many there of your is, children would you wager on? No, this? not doing that. But I will say there is no freaking way the Utah Jazz lose to the mini Timberwolves t- uh, tomorrow night. No would way. You bet you, would you bet your marriage on it? No. No, I'm not going to put that at risk. Would you bet your Maserati on it? Uh, wait, what am I getting in return? Would you bet one <laughs> of your another Maserati on top? No, no, of no, no, no. You, this is just this is what you do to me. You, well, you must not be very sure about it if you're not willing to bet your marriage. I mean, <laughs> I've never asked you to bet your marriage. Would, would you on bet anything. one of your son, son-in-laws on it? No, no. I'm, I'm oh, not going to Not going to play anybody sure about this whole thing. Boy, but yeah. there's no way. There's no way the Jazz can lose that game. But there is a way, or else you'd be, you know, willing to. To do some of these things. Well, I don't want to be reckless. But no. uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those games. It's uh, where the Jazz can uh, go ahead and take their victory and uh, continue to build their momentum toward what they really care about, and that's the uh, the postseason. We've got a market update coming up next, live from the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. It's the Big Show, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 the zone live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. It's time for a market update brought to you by TridayTrading.com. Uh, now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. Gordon, how uh, did the markets do today, buddy? It's a good day today, uh, Jake. You'll be happy to know the S&P was up uh, over 45 points. Clean up in aisle five. Jake, the uh, NASDAQ was up uh, nearly 200 points, 198.4. I'm not addicted to cheese, but I like it a whole lot. And Jake, the Dow was up uh, almost 228 points. I will say that uh, in seeing Shelly next to him on the broadcast, she's uh, she's not as uh, young as she once was. No, I'm not insulting her. She just looks like she's, you know, it's it's been 10 years. Oh, man, I had forgotten when you went after Shell Bell. Man, you I went really, hard after uh, Shell Bell. I shouldn't have said that. That's, uh, I you think? You, yeah, you Boy, I saw her on like, the TV. And, ooh, yeah, you, the you years have not been kind. <laughs> Austin, it's Austin been 10 years, but it looked like it's been longer. looked like it's it, been 20. I can tell Austin disapproved of it so much, he uh, he keeps playing it. But, <laughs> Is that Shelly Meyer or the Marlboro Man? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. I, I like Shelbell. I always did. I think she's, she's oh, man. She just, you know, looks older. Forgot about that. We all do, man. My mom used to say that she would go 10 years without aging, and then in one year she'd age 10. That's uh, that's what this year feels She's like not as uh, young as she once was. Shelbell looks like she aged 20. You know, it's it's been 10 years. <laughs> That's true for all of us. I could say that about all of us. It's going after Shelly Meyer. No, Whoa. no, no. Harsh. 
Harsh. Boy, howdy. Mm-hmm. All right. We're here in the warehouse. Want to a day spa or anything there, <laughs> Shell? <I don't> <laughs> I've, I've got a number for a great plastic surgeon. <laughs> You know, mail you a, a I, mirror I, from Amazon. I, I, I feel oh, bad. I feel bad. I'm wonderful work that. in the in the world of Botox. Urban, nice to see you. Whoa, Shelly. Oh, Shell. <laughs> <laughs> Not true at all. Come on, I didn't mean it the way it sounded. You know, it's it's been ten years. <laughs> ten long years. <laughs> I, I could say that, and plus uh, ten more for me. So. Looks like 10 years on the Isle of Elba. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Good job, Austin. It's not funny. It is funny. Uh, I don't Shelly. have any regrets, but Boy. Jeez. <laughs> years. How many You're years not as young as you once were, are you? <laughs> man, I hope I never run into Irvin. Oh. I deserve a good punch to the forehead for that one. Well, I hope you don't run into Shelly. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, Not I that you'd mean, recognize her. I, uh, I didn't mean it like you guys are making it. Shell Shellbell's pretty active on Twitter. Should we? Should we? No. Uh, should we send her this segment? No. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Don't. Shellbell, what do you think about this? I've been doing those uh, those little headline snippets, you know, that go out on Twitter. This no, might line up that. for one. No, no. Better no, be nice no. to me. Boy, I saw her on TV the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Camera oh. adds ten years, doesn't it? <laughs> oh man. Oh. All right. Pretty funny. Okay. Uh, Christopher is with us. <laughs> Don't jump it on. We're here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, it's been fun. We've had a, we've had a lot of people come by. We've got to keep this thing rolling. Yeah, we've had a lot of people come by. I mean, we got jazz gear. We do? We got nice stuff, too. I saw a couple jerseys. How that's, about that? That's, some, that's nice. Not bad, right? Some bobbleheads. I remember the... What is it like the like the desk was it a paperweight that jazz yeah, yeah. logo that was a cool ornament yep. yeah we've got the golf shirts hats I mean we've got a haul come yeah. out come out and check it out and then of course uh, treat yourself to the best deals on furniture and adjustable beds in town there it is ten yeah. years strong now if you're going anywhere else you really are crazy you're just, <laughs> you're just throwing money away you might as well just flush it right down the toilet and people come in all the time and they say. You know, this is the exact same stuff as the big names down the street. Why do I even go there anymore? They come in, they say, I saw this couch for 1200 bucks more down the street. And now this, come this weekend, it's up to 80% off. It's amazing. If I were to tell you one specific deal that we're doing this weekend. Let's get to it. Name brand Klausner Queen Bed. It's hardwood. It's got metal uh, corrugated steel little panels on the headboard. It's nice. The footboard's raised. Normally we sell it eleven fifty eight. That's what I sold it about. I want to say a month and a half ago, down at our Orem store the week before we did the closeout sale. I sold this bed for eleven fifty eight. Guess what we're doing it this weekend for? Six forty eight. Can wow. you believe that? That's amazing. It's, it's pretty good, Best deal, man. Uh, ever. Come in. We have rows of couches, sofas, love seats, sectionals. All lined up for you. Check them out. We're sitting on one right now. I love this one. We have a six-piece sectional. That's module. You can arrange it in any way. Just like I said last spot, not three, not thirty-six hundred bucks, but nineteen ninety-eight for a sectional. Wow, that's amazing. Take advantage of it. Get down here now. Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Tofu, you're the man. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll have more. Big Show Howard Beck joins us next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.